That's why we're also banned for St. Parks. <laughs> That's not why I'm banned from St. Parks. The reason why I'm banned from St. Parks is something completely different. But we'll go into that another time. Welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil episode 20. Woo, woo, woo. It's almost a benchmark. It, almost a benchmark. It is a benchmark. It is a benchmark, yeah. How do you feel about making 20? I feel um, more, more well and truly legal now, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about... Clowns. Clowning around. Those freaky little yes. bastards. Talk about Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988 and Stephen King's TV adaptation of It from 1990. Hmm. Do you want to start with Killer Clowns? Uh, so Killer Clowns uh, from Outer Space, the theme tune is Boss. See when that kicks in. This uh, is a good good start, man. If, if you've not seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space, it's on Netflix. UK Netflix just now. So you can go and watch it and watch it again and again. <laughs> I, do you know what? And, I, and it, I always write these notes down all the time, and then when I come back to read them, thinking, "What? What the hell is this?" I've, got, I've written down here in quotation marks, "Nothing yet, but Friday night has just started," and I'm like, "I, I don't remember why this was funny. Whatever they've saved in the movie, but I'm sure it was hilarious to me at the time. But I don't know why. But uh, right. But my first um, uh, question is: or if you gave a synopsis, do you what we do? No, no? I have got a synopsis I can give. Um, do you want to give it? Well, I, I suppose the title really kind of. Gives it away, doesn't it? It does, but the synopsis at the back of the DVD was fucking brilliant. Right, go then. Written and directed by the Childless Brothers, who also the did... The Childless Brothers? Childless. Childless Brothers. Who it's also did... Sad, the Childless Brothers. Who <laughs> they did the puppets for Team America. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Critters. And my favourite character, an elf. The Narwhal. Mr. <laughs> Narwhal. They created him. So, this is from the back of the DVD, and it's very good use of alliteration, so I like it. Tonight, the people of Cove Crescent are in for a treat they'll never forget. A grotesque parade of intergalactic candy-coloured hooligan freaks are about to march their big red shoes through town, leaving a twisted trail of death and destruction. Armed with flesh melt and custard pies, lethal pizza, rabid balloon animals and laser-firing puppet shows, they're about to turn this town into a bizarre funhouse of murder and mayhem. They're clowns, they kill people, they're from outer space and they need feeding. So whatever you do, stay away from the popcorn and don't go near the candy floss. So it's just a big massive coincidence that they look like clowns and their spaceship's a big top, is it, then? Or are we just are they just meant to be clowns? I think if you're looking for hidden meaning in this movie, <laughs> you're watching the wrong fucking movie. It's just, their, their big joke is, these are clowns from space. And the whole movie is just about how these things are fucking Yeah, because clowns. they're not like people dressed up as clowns. They're, they're, their faces are all massive, massive mouths and... There's no even makeup. I don't think they're wearing that. That is their, their yeah. It's their, their look. I like to think that if I was like oh, eight, eight, so I was minus one when this came out. If I'd seen it in a video shop when I was young, I'd be like dying to get it. Especially reading the back of it. Oh, well, I probably couldn't read all those big ones. <laughs> I can hardly read them now. I'd be like really. Oh, this movie sounds brilliant. Aye, I mean, I guess it does appeal to that childish. Yeah, <laughs> But um, see what I think as well. The clowns—they sound like a mix between Ewoks and Minions. Mm-hmm. They're just like kind of making like Ewok noises, and then every now and again I think they say something in Spanish. I'm not. Like, <laughs> just, I couldn't work. I couldn't work the mood. But um, I just, I've got really. I don't even know what the hell I can say about this movie. It, it's it's so unoffensive. It's just generally just an enjoyable romp. I think it's only like I don't know seventy five minutes long or something. You know, Eighty minutes maybe if you're lucky, and it's it's just it's totally unapologetic. It's, like it, it's just these are clowns from a space. All the jokes are going to be about clowns. Deal with it and enjoy it. It's a Ron Seal movie. It does exactly what it says in the tin. Yeah. So you go in and then the clowns will capture you and wrap you in a candy floss cocoon. Cocoon? Cocoons! <laughs> Cocoons! Cocoons! That's been on for Nobody stores candy floss this way. <laughs> I didn't realise it until rewatching it. One of my biggest fears is probably being encased in a giant pink testicle by a clown. Yeah, but that's exactly that was, uh, that was one of my fears as well. I fucking hate clowns. I should probably have started the episode by saying, we're going to talk about clowns, whom I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, they don't really bother me that much, as much as people who, who hate clowns, and you get people who are proper phobic of them, and it's cholerophobia or chlorophobia or something. Yeah, chlorophobia. Froze it down, but it doesn't mean I know how to say it. So, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of scary for that, I suppose. But they're, they're not, they're, I mean, they don't look... I, I don't think I've be. got... I'm, I'm not terrified of clowns, but if a clown walked out of the room now, I'd be like, get a hammy fuck. What's 
No, like, also because I'd be wondering why a clown was in like, my house. But if I walked by a clown in the street and he tried to stop me, I'd be like, don't touch me, mate. Like, have you seen the have you seen the video, the YouTube video where the guy's dressed up as a clown, like in, under like an underpass and stuff, and he's standing with like a big uh, mallet, and it's set up like a prank. And there's a couple of them that where they set like a body in the ground, and it's like a water balloon or a watermelon or something, and he takes the mallet and just goes smacks it and then the red just sprays up the wall right. and then he chases after them I mean that would be kind of scary if you're in a whole circumstance at that point you would know it was a prank I'm, I'm I don't I wouldn't stay stick around to find out I could take him are you I, big I, man? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more apprehensive and creeped out we just look we sinners are clowns like actual circuses you ever been to Bobby Roberts Super Circus? I don't know. I've been to a couple of circuses when I was younger and I rode an elephant, but I don't remember any. Oh, we went to one and there's still a photo. I should actually find it to put up with us. Uh, if I can find <laughs> it, I will. Where it's me and James and a coin and I am screaming the fucking place <laughs> down. I'm like seven and I just hate him. The fact he was touching me, like on the shoulder. <laughs> I just hate coins. And Problem Child had it right. See you in a. Uh, when John ran that move him in and the room's just covered in clowns and the boy's like oh there's something wrong with these fucking people I think if, if you enjoy clowns if you go and find clowns genuinely funny I think there's something seriously wrong with you yeah but also if you adopted problem child and didn't give him back then there's something seriously wrong with you as well because that wee boy was a wee pain in the arse man oh, but he was hilarious he'd adopt a ginger kid I tried to show Lena the other week there it doesn't hold up child. I don't think yes it does oh it does oh, not it's so good what is, the, is it the first one or the second one and then the, the mum gets locked in the, the suitcase and put on the back of the truck that's the first one it's <laughs> like and then they go to this, the, the second one's where he gets a wee, a wee bird Oh yeah, he's wee, wee adopted stepsister and that yeah. and Slick's oh, Christmas, isn't it? Probably such oh. a good movie. It used to it was on Netflix and I'm quite sad that they've taken it down. I, I do yeah, I, I have fond memories of that movie, but I don't really enjoy watching it mm. again. So back to Killer Clowns. Yes. Uh, uh, my next note is uh, you know how when they go and tell get the, the cop, right? And uh, they drive back out to where the big top was. Um so he's and he says to them and there's a big massive fucking crater in the woods. <laughs> I know exactly and he goes, <laughs> You telling me that tent made that hole, huh? I'm like, fuck, yes! That's exactly what I'm telling you. There was clearly something here to make this big smoking hole in the ground and then it's disappeared. What it, I mean, why, did, why are you asking me something stupid? I don't think what else fucking made the hole. I know! <laughs> it's so calm. <laughs> big top didn't make that. Then what made the giant fucking 14 foot deep crevice? There's clearly seen something here. Oh man. Uh, right, the best part I think was one of my, was definitely one of my favourite parts is uh, when the, one of the clowns goes up and meets the gang out in the street and then just punches the guy's head off <laughs> it totally came out of nowhere for me and then the mannequin that they used to fall down was brilliant right, like it was, I was like I was like wait where's, where's the cut because I couldn't see where they changed it from a real person but it's just managed to kind of balance itself for long enough to then fall like an actual human being without think, its head I think that's a lot of the charm in this movie see because the, those guys are special effects advisors but they Aye. directed and wrote this the effects are brilliant Aye. even the, the bit where he's the clown's driving the invisible car and it runs him off the road. <laughs> Just what it would take to actually pull that off in the yeah. 80s. I thought that was brilliant. That and was the good. moving popcorn. The, wee, the, the loving popcorn. Yeah, the wee popcorns. I, they shoot, I, one, of their, one of their weapons is they shoot popcorn at you, which sticks to your clothes as popcorn does. But then it grows into a wee kind of Beetlejuice style, like when he's got the heads on the end of kind of wee snakes Aye. that come out to get you wee clown heads. <laughs> the rapey puppet show. Did you see that? The rapey right, puppet. The, oh, no, I've seen the, the puppet show. They've got the him and the her, and him tries to kiss her. And she says no, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is happening. She eventually shoots him with a laser, but at the start I thought, ah, they're just saying that no doesn't mean no. And then she <laughs> shot him and blew him up, and I thought, fair enough, fair play to you. Right, I've got, uh, does nobody see the big pedo clown outside? Remember that scene? The big giant one. Just, <laughs> just trying to tell the giant to come. <laughs> nobody, not one adult, sees this big massive pedo clown betting in children outside. The biggest problem is why that wee lassie actually goes. If a clown was outside the window, the first thing I would do is, what is that? Get that away from me. <laughs> I'm not going to go with it. The wee lassie deserves to get fucking incinerated. Yes. Or whatever it is. Whatever in it is case, they do. In case they're <laughs> pink testicle. Um, I, my note here that I've written down is, um, two beautiful roommates with big boobs who love ice cream. What are they waiting for? I don't know if that's a quote for the movie or something that I've said. And the, the back of the ice cream van when the, the two brothers... Oh, the, yeah, the actually, girls, oh yeah. The girls came out... And uh, he's like, oh, maybe we should hang around here at, like, Lover's Lane uh, for a while. And the two fat girls eating ice cream are like, what kind of girls do you think we are? <laughs> Take us home. They were only coming out to eat ice cream. But like, well, let's see, get your fat bitches. <laughs> <laughs> if something happens to you, you fucking deserve it. Right. 
I've got a criticism for movie tropes that always happen and I noticed it in this movie and run it down. Why do they always reach out from the shower with one hand and tap the towel as if they didn't expect the towel to be there? If I'm getting out of the shower, I will. I can look outside the shower curtain. If there's something hiding in my bathroom, I'm not going to stick one hand out and tap about for the towel and say, "Oh, there's a, oh." And then they tap, they, they tap the towel, and then they bounce off the towel, and then tap it a couple more times just to double check there's definitely a towel. Like where the hell else is it going to be? As close as a fucking towel in what the if, shower. What if, what if you live in a house with an original prankster, and you're just sicky, <laughs> put your hand out and you grab something different? It doesn't even make sense. It, it <laughs> just grab like a, 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 a yeah. plate of shite. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's just something they always do. And it's, <laughs> oh. God help Lauren living in a house for you. I get, I get where you're coming from, but I've, I've never noticed that before. Now that you've said it, you'll I'm, notice I'm it. Not every time somebody reaches for a towel, it's as if they don't expect a towel to be there and they never look, they just tap about. Just stick your head out of the shower, man. Why do you even use a towel? You just come out and drip dry. That's what I do, I just run about. My <laughs> just hands spin up and <laughs> Helicopter. <laughs> right, I've got a question, right? See if this was happening to you. Where would you hide? Where would I hide? Yeah. Well, what are clowns afraid of? Well, I tell you where these people hide. At the creepy, out-of-the-way, abandoned amusement park on the creepy Misty Pier. Uh, Is that not where you would go? <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Now that we're in a discussion about it, what would a clown's biggest fear be? Where would you go to deter, like, deter a gang of clowns? From? The office. The office? Yeah, real life. Office work, statistics, analysis. I hate that shit. Uh, but if you... Uh, true. If you jumped into an empty office building, though... The clowns might still come in. No, could you imagine it? It's like, like, hey people, I'm going to do some juggling for you and I'm juggling all uh-huh. the little things or juggle some chainsaws because I'm so crazy and out there. Hey, uh, Zamboozle, do you want to come in and uh, check these uh, files for me? Because, uh, you've got some uh, audits to do. Oh no, not the audits! <laughs> and then run away and commit suicide. It's a fair so, point. Right, yeah, the fairy office work. Fair um, enough. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, see, at the end, is it they, they put in, I don't know, do they, do they disintegrate people or do they put them in some kind of big juicer because they've got bottles of human juice and they're just casually chugging it back? Well, <laughs> I just wondered how, what that would taste like. Human juice? Uh-huh. If you go around like, the back of human juice, not spoo- not and on a Friday night, there's a couple of guys that hang about there. <laughs> they'll give and you some they'll juice. happily taste <laughs> some human juice. That cop is brilliant at sliding down the, Did you notice that? Is it the, the main young one? Or yeah, yeah, the, 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 no, the, the main young right, one. Okay. When they all slide down the kind of pollock away from somewhere, that the two first two people slide down the pollock normal, and he just kind of jumps on with one hand and just like. It just, Does it look I was, like, I, I was like, I was taken aback by this post sliding operation that he, <laughs> that, he, that he threw out, man. Oh, the other one, Officer Mooney, played uh-huh. by uh, John Vernon, who was in. It was the Dean in Animal House. That's the only thing I know him from, but he was also in Dirty Harry. Do you think the whole way through it, he sounds like. Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun uh, he does actually he's, I do, he's just, yeah. if you close your eyes it's Frank Draven the yeah. whole way through it but he's such a fucking angry man oh he's an angry man he's an asshole he just goes bonkers all the time but I liked him he's probably my favourite in it because I empathise with that anger <laughs> I don't know how he feels um, if, I don't know if you've got much else to say I've got one more note before my, my final summation well, I've, got, I've got a few right. I like that the clown noses hold the power Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's how you kill them, isn't it? And you I like knowing that now, just in case. In the future, you just punch a clown in the nose. Right, right in the nose. As I say, I'm not terrified of them. But but you want to know how to kill them. I want to know how to, yeah. yeah. I want to know how to properly take them out. That's fair. That's fair news, I say. Because think about it, you, you don't even hear their wee tiny car coming. And, and, and you know, in a tiny car coming, you, you know you've got about twelve or fifteen yeah, of them in there. Drums, eighteen of them. Jump it's a whole out, squad. Start trying to gang rape you. What do you do? If you punch them on the nose, you'll win. If you don't, you're fucked. But you need to be quick, quick, quick punching the nose because you can see if you miss your first punch, he's, your head's coming off your shoulders. See how clowns do weird things, but like you, like the flower rotates rapid on their chest yeah, and stuff. Yeah, sprays you with some water. Does real life like act slightly walk around clowns? So if I tried to punch really fast, would I have like eight arms that are just rapidly punching noses? Or is there a line between clown reality and real reality that doesn't cross? Yeah, no, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't use clown logic to defeat a clown. Because then you would be a clown. But maybe it takes a clown to defeat a clown. But then, but then that would make you a clown, so that would make you. It'd be like Terminator 2 at the end, you would need to punch yourself in the nose while giving the uh, thumbs up. Ah, uh, can I do that? So, you know. We quite a solid punch on it. <laughs> 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 I wonder why I do that to my pretty face. <laughs> I thought the whole movie was great fun. The practical effects, it is what it is. I've just got questions about the, the characters. So you, you've got your two characters that you see up at Lookout Point, the, the only ones that are that are 
like notice this the comet coming down which eventually is just the alien the spaceship yeah. uh, who they they go and, and look for it they stop uh, doing their one kiss uh, that's what you notice that's your, let's just one make kiss. out some more and they roll over and he gives her one kiss then they roll back anyway so they, they is that not what making it is? Uh, just, uh, just one, one pet and that's it life, <laughs> uh, so they take the champagne and they go and search whatever the comet was um, he, at the start he annoyed me because it was like when's this Pringle jumper guy got to die then they go to the cop the cop house uh, and it turns out that the young hot cop is the girl's ex-boyfriend and then that becomes a bit of antagonisation between the two characters who then get on as they kind of fight the clowns together at the end um, but at the end last like near the last scenes I'm asking at the end of this is a threesome because it looks as if a uh, cop was cuddling the girl and Pringle mm-hmm. Boy's just standing himself so I'm like how does this because I mean I wasn't really entirely sure where the characters were or to be honest, if, if I'm a cop, I'm gonna, I'm gonna abuse my authority, and I'm gonna hug the folk that I've saved. Yeah, and maybe more, maybe see some with like, their weird boyfriends. Aye, and they've only just they've saved the world from a gang of marauding space clowns. So maybe just a bit of relief. Just was well, just hugging. Just hugging, hugging his ex girlfriend in front of Pringle Boy, and yeah, just frolic around a wee bit. Just seeing if Pringle Boy has the balls to push it and say say it. And they'll be quite horny after leaving that spaceship with the big giant pink testicles. Maybe the lassie, the lassie's like, oh, here. I think that, yeah, I hear that. See if you see like a bunch of testicles, you just need to go and go fuck something. I think that's, I mean, every, every, every morning I'm going to shit. Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> uh, do you know, I didn't know this until I was doing the research, the, the return of the killer clowns from outer space, 3D, is slated for release in 2018, which will be the oh, 30th really? anniversary of the original and it's the same uh, creators well I heard that there was they're making a TV show but maybe it's it could be of this but that would be that would be interesting it's on IMDb it now and it's uh, as definitely and that's with modern real 3D it's real 3D I'd be pretty cool I'd actually enjoy seeing that in the cinema I hope it gets a no if a fucking clown comes out the screen at me <laughs> somebody's getting punched in the nose <laughs> <laughs> so what would you give it out of 10 I'd say this movie is inoffensive and enjoyable nonsense so I'll give it a solid 6 overacting farmers out of 10 I'm giving it a solid 7 I actually want to give it an 8 fuck it I'm giving it an 8 that oh, right. that's actually probably the most I've gave see since we changed our ratings from 5 to 10 yeah that's probably the most I've gave a film I don't think it is I'm, I'm still 100% positive you gave something a 10 I'm 100% positive you're a liar <laughs> <laughs> if I did then I take it back if you, if you listen back and I give something a 10 I'm a liar this is an 8 I saw it because years ago I got it in DVD because the name you're like oh I'm going to buy all the weird shit people think I'm cool because I'm buying the weird movies and I fucking loved it I really I thoroughly enjoyed that film I um, I think I, I think I've always known about the movie but I only watched it for the first time on Netflix and I think the other day when I watched it for this podcast is the only time I watched it all the way through and it is it's brilliant uh, I liked it when they turn up at the door like when the heads in the pizza boxes and all that and it's, it's just it's nonsense it's the, wee, it's the wee noise as well when they turn up the yeah. wee tune oh it's brilliant it's, uh, I know it's, it is, it's good it's good fun right I'm going to get some more rum and then we'll continue on this dark dreary walk down fucking clown clown lanes <laughs> Stephen King's It is the pinnacle horrifying clown movie it was a two part TV movie from the 90s 1990 I remember when I first watched it I seen a bit of it on TV and I asked my mum over and over that I wanted to see it and she went to the video shop which then turned into a car garage like a few months after this and rented it and I was fucking terrified I remember nearly pissing myself when when you first see Pennywise like through the sheets absolutely terrified and then my mum had a like a porcelain clown that she put in my room at the bottom of my bed and every night I would put it in the cupboard and every, every morning after she would take it back out and put my bed as if she was seriously tormenting me <laughs> and I hate I've hated clowns ever since it might not be obvious that I hate clowns <laughs> but this is why it is why I hate them it is an annoying title that's why it's widely known as Stephen King's it because you can't just say it because then people are like it what is it oh you like that movie it it what like you just you get confused you know because it's a it's not a what's not a well, word that like the old Animaniacs thing where I'm have you seen it? Who, I'm going to see the who tonight who? Right. the who? Yeah. who? 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 yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's good it is good it is good but 
it's also not. It's not that good at all, is it? It's really isn't. It's really not that good. Let's let's be honest here. Everybody listening are probably going to be like, "Why you're fucking bashing Stephen King's head?" I'm like, "No, I'm I, I I am a bit, but it isn't that good. It's fucking long. It's and a long, long movie. Boring. And I usually get like." Kind of, I feel sorry for people, and I don't know why. I feel sorry for people who have proper speech impediments, uh, stutters, and who can't read. Adults who can't read really kind of like mm-hmm. affect me. I get really, I feel really sorry for them, and I could possibly, if I let myself go, could end up fucking welling up into tears, like watching people struggle with that. But see, um, Ben's stutter, young Ben and old Ben. I'm like, that's the fucking shittest stutter I've ever no, heard. Young Ben, young Ben was good. Young Ben, young Ben's the worst. Young Ben sounds as if it's causing him. It sounds as if he's knackered because he's young Bill. Young Bill, shit! And you, I, I, in my head, I was thinking, is it Bill or Ben? I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Right, so Bill, young Bill, no, he, he, so annoying. And that was an even better stutter than than Bill's. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going to try and I'll, I'll stutter for the rest of this, and then and then I'll show you how I fucking stutter all the way through it all the time. Anyway, <laughs> I know. So uh, if you like horror, you've definitely seen it. It's a malevolent force in a small New England town called Stephen King. Obviously, it's in New so England. He uh, takes the shape of a clown, Did but he? he's not clowning around. He's <laughs> not. Instead, he terrifies youngsters and brings some to their untimely doom until some wily kids fight back. The evil resurfaces 30 years later in the second half of the TV movie. Meaner, angrier, deadlier, and friends who vividly remember youthful terrors reunite to battle it. I think, and it could be popular, unpopular, I don't know, the first half should be a standalone movie, and if they maybe like made the death of Pennywise a bit longer, it could be a brilliant film. I think the kids, the kid actors are shit hot. Seth, young Seth Green, are really good. I think the second half of the movie, where it concentrates on the older cast, there's not enough between them to make it engrossing. It just really draws out or drags out, sorry, in the second half. So you should just you think you should just stick to as the, solely as the kids defeating it at that time and not going the whole comes back every thirty years just like sit and simply just be the kids this, defeat that evil and that's it end of the movie. The first half it's the kids and it's not it's done with flashbacks so the adults are remembering yeah. wee bits of how Pennywise or it affected them because it because it's manifests itself as Pennywise and it does the clown thing but it, it's not. Uh, it's evil it's an evil entity it's like a whole every evil supposed to be so it manifests itself to the kids as Pennywise so it is Pennywise but Pennywise isn't it so like stand by me if it was the kids growing up and experiencing this thing and then killing it at the end brilliant film when it then goes out to the adults having to come back and do it again there's something about it maybe because the adult actors don't really believe the story as much yeah, well, see, the all good actors, John Ratter and stuff, are fucking God bless him. And the, the woman who plays Lana Lang from Superman. Yep. It's banging. Then we really play Superman's mum in Smallville. So she did. Um, that's what I recognised her from. Uh, but that's. All, the, all the, the kids are brilliant. Wait, what was I saying? You, friends, fun, drink, hot girls, you're hot, drink more, expensive cars, ass, drink, ass, money, you in a tuxedo, threesome, vodka, pussy, drink, 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 you, drink, Vegas, fun, pussy, you in a tuxedo, f***ing this girl, vodka, drink, 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 drink it all, you f***ing pussy, more tuxedos, more cars, more pussy, more vodka, drink, drink, drink. Please drink responsibly. You were saying how you, you, they, they believed it better, that the adults, did you just kind of connect with the stories? I, or is it that, you know? I know it's brilliant, brilliant actors, but maybe they don't believe in the fear of it enough to make it as engrossing as the first half those kids I think those kids play it brilliantly yeah. obviously you don't with your, your dumbfounded face I just think that the, the whole movie is is, is gen, general um, is, is, is shite I can't believe I say that bad word against Stephen King when it comes to you know and then it's like there's, there's a couple no it's, like it's not a bad word against Stephen King I love Stephen King I love Stephen King's movies even though as, a, as the most part if he's got involvement in the movies then they're shite <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it goes true but you can imagine from being a, being a fan of reading Stephen King's books you know that it's so descriptive as you go through it and you can imagine when it, uh, when the certain situations come up that, that, that somebody coincidentally knows something or, or like the way that it's just all kind mm-hmm. of fits into place you can kind of see patterns in the way you write it um, so you can it all kind of signs through if the movie is fixed the screenplay is fixed to his writing and which I think it was um, the movie screenplay was to the, the book however I believe I've not read the book and I want to uh, the ending of the book is meant to be so much better because I'm assuming the ending couldn't be portrayed certainly not in the 90s yeah the maybe. ending will you read it? I will read it right 
at the book is brilliant. Yeah. Definitely way better. But all books are usually nine times out of ten are better than the yeah. movie or TV adaptations. It stays very close to the book. Yeah. But it leaves a lot of backstory, a lot of Pennywise's backstory, a lot of other stuff that obviously they couldn't put in because it was already long enough. The three-hour TV movie would be fucking like six hours. They done that with the stand, didn't they? It was fucking how long was that? I've still got that in DVD and still no board to watch it because every time I think about it, I go, "I'm not sitting for fucking three and a half hours." We, uh, when I used to live in the, in the flat, we and when Jenny would live with me for that time, we decided to have a Stephen King marathon and we ended with the stand and we were literally sitting at like half seven in the morning try matchsticks in our eyes trying to get it through at the end that was tough man I've tried to the stand I've tried to do a few times like that mad expanded edition he released and I get like fucking 500 pages in and I just give up I just can't be bored in later life I've now got quite a short attention span that I know for a fact I'll never go back and try to read it I just, I think, it, I think it's the the stand kind of turns me off for reading it because it is such a big book as well. It's like one piece, and you'd be like, "Fuck that for laugh, man, no way." But um, like shorter ones, and, and if, if I've got the time, I, if I go on holiday, I try and take a Stephen King book with me because I want to read as many as I can. And I know when I'm on holiday, I can I can power through them. I read a, a proper like like adult size novel in, in one day when I was on holiday just because it was fuck off. No, the, the I way you read, to God, if you start reading Stephen joking. King books now, I'm not joking. By the time you die, you'll read four of his books. I, I read I read James Patterson's Twelve and one. Day and ho- and is that holiday. because it had 12 pages no because it was a it, it just I don't know why I just because if I'm sitting and there's nothing else to do there's no I've no phone no internet no TV to distract me I know how long it took you to read The Shining no I know it's because it's here that's what I'm talking about but you started reading The Shining at the start of Jack Nicholson's career <laughs> and you finished The Shining when he retired from acting um, uh, but I, I do what I read um, I do what I read it. I'm, going to, I'm going to try and read it before the remake comes out and I believe mm that this will be a remake that will be way better than the original it's also going to be in two parts Oh, I take that back it's going to be shite again <laughs> Andy Machete who's the director of Mama has confirmed via Instagram look, a director's chair with it on it that production has now started but it'll be released one part focusing on the Losers Club and then the second part on the adult much like the TV show so it will be released as two separate movies two separate movies right that's better than it's going to be at well it will be at part one or at part two I don't know but right, it's going that, to be two separate movies ok I could I could deal with that then but, so it might be actually what we were just talking about then it might be the first part just dealing with the kids fighting it and yes. then the second that's part being going, going be. the just, adults fighting it essentially two standalone movies but they, 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 they can eat it it's a hard thing to do in one movie because there's so much there when they done the Green Mile the Green Mile stuck very close to the book but the book was released in like separate parts yeah I, I remember cutting uh, it but they done it brilliantly as one movie a long movie but one mm-hmm. it, if he did it in one movie you're going to need to miss out quite a, a lot so okay just miss out that bit of a damn because what the fuck's the point in that anyway? just no I think miss out the bits of adults I don't care Stand By Me is one of my favourite films I know it's one of your yeah. or your favourite film and that's brilliant. They fucking becoming a man. They growing up. They that that movie was made from a nove, like a novella, a short story within a book, different seasons. So it's like it's literally like hundred pages know, but long. I, I just mean that way. there's something I find more interesting and engrossing as the kids grow up. I start getting nostalgic, and then them growing up into fucking adults. Something strange happens, and they become men or women during it. I find that more interesting than adults fighting a clown. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I know, I, I do, I agree. I think the coming age story is a, is a popular story. It's been done a million times, and they'll still be, be make good adaptions of it. So I expect but certainly I that part one will be will be good. Because like you were saying, the, the parts with the kids is better when it goes to the adults. You're just waiting for the next flashback uh-huh. to come back to, to show you the because next part. Because near enough, all Stephen King's books are stories. It's a nostalgia part of it that I really enjoy because I like thinking back to all oh, when I was running about the farm doing this and doing that. I was never running about a farm, but I prefer that bit rather than the actual reality of adulthood. Yeah. Probably because I don't like the reality of adulthood. I want to go back to being a kid. I want to be Peter Pan. I want to be the boy that never grew up. Fucking hate reality. No, reality is shit, man. <laughs> um, right, I've got hundreds of notes that I've wrote down for this, so I wanted to cool. kind of go through them because we've we have kind of discussed the movie and I want to kind of jump back. Um, George's a wee pussy. Yeah. He looks like a wee old man. Aye, fair, fair play, George is a pussy. Um, 
when he's describing when John Ritter's describing himself he was F-A-T <laughs> he totally was um, so, all right, and when uh, Eddie Spaghetti who hates being called Eddie Spaghetti he says to Bill I hate it when you stutter my name Bill it's no fuck and I hate this I hate his stutter as well but it's not his fault you know you can't say you hate it when you stutter his name as if, as if he's doing it personally to you the boy the boy stutters it's a terrible attempt at a stutter but if, if Bill generally had a real life stutter that's, that's not any it's yeah, not, it's not a reflection on you Eddie Spaghetti <laughs> You mean dick. What is the chances they all grew up to be successful? But they didn't want into a librarian. Aye. Not, not being a no. librarian. Hey, librarian, <laughs> success, librarian, successful. See, if you're but a librarian, guy, you win 70 grand a year. But he's not, he was more successful as the dad to Tia and Tamara and sister, sister. If you ever watched Is that who that is? Who that is. <laughs> Fuck. Do you know what I mean? You're telling me who it was. I thought you were going to say he was uh, Miles for Terminator 2, but no, I. Have you ever noticed that Stephen King Barry's always walk away up a hill threatening? Yep. I just thought that um, when Henry Bowers was walking away back up, he looked like Ace Merrill when he was walking away. <laughs> we'll never flick, swing a knife in front of him. Flicks, it flicks <laughs> uh, See, when they were in the, in the sewer, that reminded me of a TV series called Jay's Odyssey. Did you ever watch that? No. Oh, that was brilliant, man. Jay slapped and went into a coma, and then inside his coma was uh, like there was no adults, and it was one of those kind of on a Sunday morning, yeah. and he had to just kind of work his way through this kind of tribe of, of kids. It wasn't the tribe, but that was also a program similar. Um, the tribe was shit. No, this one was really good, and uh, I'm sure Ryan Reynolds was in it when he was young, when he was 14. Oh, yeah. yeah he was an episode he was like one of the kind of gang leaders that, mm. that ruled whatever what else have I written it down uh, yeah when he goes to visit his brother's 32 year old grave that stone looks brand fucking new and what's that somebody's been cleaning it nah uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it you just rush through your notes <laughs> the, the Chinese restaurant they go to that food looks fucking dynamite <laughs> Oh, I, I, oh yeah, the mental hospital that just had like random beds up in the corridor. Aye, right. aye, very good, very good. There's also a line in there. I don't know if you noticed it when um, they say a couple of times they say Kuntz is the worst. You notice that? Yeah, because they Dean Kuntz. Yeah. Oh, uh, her and John Ritter are getting it all up in each other's space there. They're going to make uh, the others feel pretty awkward soon. You know, when it comes back for a flashback aye. and he's totally just massaging them. <laughs> Do you know Young Bill, the guy he keeps slagging? Yeah. He actually hung himself when he was 27. Nah, because he was a In star. 2003, no, because his career was obviously fucking spiraling out of control. He hung himself the same year that John Ritter died, tragically. That would be more a coincidence if they were the same character. It's not even about it being a sweet coincidence, it's just it's quite sad that he died at 27. Oh, yeah. The same as River Phoenix, who was also in a young, emotional crime scene in a Stephen King film. Uh-huh. So now I'm thinking. If you're a young boy and you're in a Stephen King film, don't let Stephen King make you cry. <laughs> if he's going to make you cry, 27, you're gone. And I read that and I felt quite sad. That is, I know that's a shame. I don't like to. That's probably why I like he's stuttering more because I know he's dead and he's probably going to haunt you if you keep saying that he's stuttering shit. I cannot believe you just done that. Like that's what he's like. It's like he's like he's knacker. Don't you dare speak out of the dead. That's not how you stutter. It's like that. It's like right. Anyway, I forgot. I'm skipping. Fuck your nose. <laughs> I forgot that Tim Curry played Pennywise. Yeah. And when I was rewatching it, it's like why I really like Tim Curry. But why, why is Nigel he... Thornberry in this? <laughs> <laughs> Did he play Nigel Thornberry? Yeah. Oh, He's shit. the voice of the dad for the Thornberrys. Well, that in fact, cool. Why does he keep playing characters that upset me? The dad and the little Thornberrys upset. Me. <laughs> Pennywise upsets me. Fucking transvestites is upset the, me. Transvestites, <laughs> they don't upset me, but they kind of freak me out a wee bit. <laughs> and because they, you think that he could seduce you and they have sex with him. He's a sexy guy. Exactly. I think like if yeah, you just put that, no, I just. Lane has actually said time and time again that if we went to see Rocky Horror, she'd want me to go as Frankenfurter. Frankenfurter, <laughs> because she thinks I look good. And that, I'm not going to dispute that. I think I look good now. He also plays the hotel concierge in yeah. Home Alone 2. A bad bastard. Just bullying mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin. And now he's at a stroke and he's in a wheelchair. I feel so bad for him. Mm. He's such a good actor. No, he was a good actor. He also looks like Jeremy Beadle. Yeah. <laughs> and he was also the family, the weird family, and do you ever remember the Tales from the Crypt episode, Death of Some Salesman? Uh, can't, not the guy not turns up at the door. I can't even remember what he's in, but you'll recognise him. He's fucking, he's been loads of things. Turns up at the door. And Tim Curry plays like he plays the whole family. It's a really weird thing, and he's brilliant in it. But it creeped me the fuck out when I was a kid. I'll look out for that one. Anyway, he's a cracking actor. Like right, now, back to your fucking right. notes. Um, you know how when uh, T and Tamara's dad gets stabbed. Yep. Surely it would have been easier just for one or two people to take him to the hospital rather than all of them piling in that convertible. That is some <laughs> health and safety nightmare. That is right there. Surely they had more than one car. But if you get stabbed and you're the group of pals there. And only two of them took you to the hospital. Would you know the kind of raging that there are like five or six that they hadn't bothered us? 
Aye. You wouldn't want to, but I'd judge him secretly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where we use? <laughs> Fuckers. Right, um, Spaghetti Man died without getting his jollies. Yep. It's the same. Um, Spaghetti Man. <laughs> I've, I've, I've written down here what are they doing just punching fuck out of evil but I don't remember what that is but they're just punching the spider I can't remember um, the, the, was it are you the drunk s- when you write your notes <laughs> maybe uh, that cycle looks like it would have been a health and safety name. oh yeah when he, when he pedals with her on the bike uh-huh. and he's trying to pedal and that's another thing both those scenes are obviously written like in Stephen King's words a pedal so so fast but both times the actors could not manage to pedal the bike when they had somebody else on it because they were not pedaling in either of the scenes that I seen. They were just rolling, just coasting, man. Mm. Um, people get out of their cars so for quiet, eh? <laughs> Real life. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you watch fucking movies? A lot of tooting horns. For, I know, that's right, when he comes down the hill on the bike and all the cars just stop and then everybody just gets out their car straight away see if that was real life people were driving about the bike or took their horns or shout for the window everybody just gets out and walks up to them kissing in the middle of the road and just goes ha alright you too Jink Seth Green's got it in his contract that everything he's in has got to revolve around werewolves somehow oh yeah no I was thinking that as well I don't know if I've written that down but I thought god I actually I Oz has got a a, sitting in I think I'm dead right (laughs) you got young Oz yeah I've got so many nostalgic stories I'm trying to get in I know right you go that's me no, done no, no. I've just oh, got my final summation left now oh really Aye. right well see the bit where <laughs> thanks, thanks I'm sorry just, the, the rock war how easy could that get out of hand the kids just throwing big giant balls at each other <laughs> I'll tell you how easy it can get out of hand <laughs> one time a boy stole my Spider-Man car if you don't know what a Spider-Man car is it's like a Batmobile but it was Spider-Man's oh, I, you know he does drive about in a, in a car quite often so that makes perfect sense Oh, okay. that's cool. Yeah, that's it was cool. cool. Took it. So I grabbed his Batmobile. And well, which is an illegitimate car, that's fine. Uh, it's not illegitimate about Spider Man's car. <laughs> no, it's good, right, cool. You believe what you want. Oh, I see. Punch right in the fucking nose. So I, grab, I grabbed that and tried to run down the hill, and he threw a boulder at me. And it split my head wide open. But and that's why you are the way you are. No, I'll tell you about that after this. <laughs> so I ran back, I ran home, like, oh, it's all warm, it's all warm, screaming and crying. And so I took my hand around, blood was everywhere. I still got the stitches. And yeah, that's how. <laughs> See, when I was doing this, I was like, I'm going to read all these nostalgic stories, and it's cool, they'll enter into like, a conversation, we'll be able to talk about them. <laughs> You're just looking at me so fucking dumbfounded that <laughs> I can't do it. No, you can read them out, I'm waiting to hear them. Uh, how I'm the way I am yeah. is the conservative. Oh, I'm slightly <laughs> autistic. The was getting built, and I was running about playing underneath. And one kept telling me to get away from where they were building the conservatory, and I just kept running about. I was a wee dark kid, kept running about, and a brick fell off and hit me in the head. <laughs> it knocked me out cold, and my mom found me on the ground. My head split wide open <laughs> again. Put a brick off the conservatory. My auntie's house was getting built. Uh, me and a friend that I used to know back home when I was uh, younger, we were playing about on the foundations when it was just the kind of floor bracings that was mm-hmm. on it, and uh, he slipped and landed between his legs. I've never seen oh, that happen yeah. in real life to somebody before, just like legs off, boom, down. And I was like, oh. Does he now have a vagina? Ah, yeah, he's a woman now, yeah. Yeah. He's a happy woman, as far oh, as I'm aware. Oh, excellent. Uh, I'm going to stop drinking that rum because <laughs> I am fucking slurring talking shit. So give us your. What would you give? Uh, I've written down. I've got people bitching more about remakes, right? But I think that they have got huge potential to make this one better. I mean, uh, I, does anybody hold this, or the original movie, as their favourite film? You'd need about a fucking whole day to sit and watch it. If you, you can, you can watch that a million times over. I'd probably but, have it in my top. See my top. See maybe twenty films. I tap, but I don't have part one. Well, exactly. People have just got fond memories of the Pennywise from the first uh-huh. kind of section of the movie. Uh, it is a good movie. They try to invoke or like Stephen King's style of storytelling and writing, uh, and I think there's a lot of that in the script, but it's just way too fucking long, man. So I'm giving it six dead kids out of ten with big potential for the remake. Are you looking forward to the remake? I am. No, even though you now know it's in two parts as well? If it's two separate movies, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to part one. Don't care so much about part two. Who are they, have, we, have we got a cast for the adults I've seen the, the kids yes. they're all unknowns but they look they look good enough I've not seen any they might it is on IMDB now there yeah. is a listing so it could be for everything it means to me I'd give it a 7 because it did make me terrify the clowns I think the first half's brilliant the actors are shit hot the kids I really like his, his star <laughs> really good so yeah solid 7 
But fuck clowns. I fuck clowns. Do you know when I was watching it, I was talking about Ray, Ray Brower. No, it's not Ray Brower, isn't it? Because that's, that's... Ray Brower's uh, Stand By Me, the dead body. What is uh, the bully called in uh, this one? Henry, Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers. Um, <laughs> I've written down here that um, I imagine that you were like Henry Bowers in school. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. He just reminded me of you. He's what? devil lock. He's devil lock in his loyal jacket. And he's terrible penchant for bullying. I didn't bully anyone. Well, I didn't go to school with you, so I don't know, but... That's just what I thought when I seen him. I thought, I wait, you... Fine, now like... we get a bully. <laughs> I've just said that two separate occasions somebody split my head open. Well, the conservatory builders. <laughs> and another boy. If then, I'm the victim. You, you're the victim. Don't you fucking dare call me a bully. <laughs> hey. So, now, on your Netflix. Did you watch anything on Netflix? I have watched... Um... I always need to get this away, because if I drink anymore, I'm going to... Piss myself and just slump <laughs> more shit. Um, oh, what I did, I watched Netflix. I watched a part, uh, the first first episode of a couple of shows. I watched Detectorists. Have you seen that? It was Mackenzie Crook wrote it, and it's got um, uh, I forget the name of the, the guy. The guy, he's, he's got quite famous a big head. Yeah, looks weird. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's all right. I've not been urged to go back and watch the second episode. I watched the first episode of Community. Community's brilliant. Yeah, I, I, it was all give right. It, I've not been back again. Face, you know, uh, and I watched the first episode of. Something. Oh, it was an episode of Red Dwarf, which is always brilliant. Yeah. Give community and a few, like, give it a few episodes right. before you make a judgment because Chevy Chase is brilliant. Aye, I, I mean it was. Uh, I gave, I did give that first episode a go, but I'll, I will, I'll go back and see. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I watched Voltron, Legendary Defender. It's an anime kind of cartoon by DreamWorks. It has the voice talents of Tyler Labine from Tucker and Dale. Brilliant. Reese Darby from Flight of the Concords. Brilliant. And. Just in case you couldn't shoehorn The Walking Dead in this episode, <laughs> I thought I'd help you. Norman Reedus and Stephen Nguyen. Just just, just my pants, I'm going to watch it as soon as I go. These kids that find a <laughs> giant robot lion, and the robot lions kind of merge together into one big giant robot. A bit but, like the Power Rangers, uh-huh. but it's anime, kind of mixes CGI, reboot of the 1984 Voltron series. I thought I enjoyed it. The first episode was like an hour long. Okay. And then it kind of gets shorter it's like exactly the one big special episode and then it got to like yeah, 20 minutes half hour episodes a lot of adult humour in it but it is still an anime so if you don't like anime you don't like cartoons stay away from it if you do or if you want to hang out the back of Norman Reedus watch it it's good that's my goal in life <laughs> uh, news we talked about the remake of it yes can I just jump in with one news story that isn't Particularly current, but since you mentioned that that um, program you watched the Netflix is kind of like the Power Rangers. Have you seen the poster for uh, the new Power Rangers movie? So it's good. pretty good, isn't it? And it's coming out soon as well. Did you see who's playing? I've not uh, seen any cast. Oh, Brian Cranston is going to be Zordon, and he's released a uh, information that the Green Rangers going to be in it. But no information on who's playing him. That you'll probably all be unknown. Probably, uh, he said it was the uh, Black Ranger, the Red Ranger, the Blue Ranger, the Pink Ranger, the Yellow Ranger. And he said the Green Ranger's going to win it. And, and it'll be uh, martial arts folk. It'll be when it still look cast. So I'll be looking forward to it. Maybe it'll be a bit cool. Be honest, I, I so. the fact that he's and it means they're doing it right as opposed to just a fucking kids TV th- movie. I throw away thing. And I do know how I feel about the Power Rangers. I spent a year of my life dressed as Jason the Red <laughs> Ranger, running about. Get my head split open. Yeah. You're wearing red right now, you know that's what they usually do. If you're not in your Power Ranger outfit, you're wearing the colour that you're supposed to be in just your Power Ranger outfit. Yeah. I, I loved I loved how racist it was to begin with though. The black ranger was black and the yellow ranger was Chinese. And the and the Red Ranger was Indian. The Red Ranger wasn't Indian. Have we had this conversation before, I think I've st- The Red Ranger was not Indian. I think he was Native American. Uh, no. I had Native American blood in him. Did you know that in the original series, when the fighting scenes, like the Yellow Rangers get a cock and balls? Right, <laughs> so you can clearly see it. Is that because of the stunt double, or is it? I I always thought it was because they just took there's like a Japanese show run at the same time. I thought they took the fighting bits from that to save them money, but it could just be the stunt doubles. But the Pink Ranger and the Yellow Ranger always had their cock and balls. And if you've seen Kimberly from the original series, you know she did not have. She did not have cock and balls. No. She was a babe. She was in a she was in a movie about a gymnast that got anorexia. So it was really, good. Uh, it was nice. Heart. It wasn't nice, it was bad to get into it. It was a good movie, it was a fun, it was like a daytime special, it was alright. Hart and Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Definitely were my two. Drop the amber. They were my two kid crushes. Um, Hanson were also a kid crush. <laughs> but That'd be middle number six, anyway. I remember, honestly, I was like, ah, oh, I like Hanson a lot. And then you found out they were guys. I read and smashed and then you questioned yourself. Like three months after, they were all guys, and I was like, I'm I, don't know, I don't know how I feel like this. <laughs> I was like eight, I was like, I don't know how I feel like this. 
I really like exactly like, roll exactly like rollblades. I like rollblades, but it's a boy. And I grew up straight, it's fine, it doesn't matter. I'm happy with everyone can do what they want, but I fancy dancing before I realised they were boys. I don't remember if I had any crushes when I was younger. Probably Alex Mack. Yeah, Alex Mack was a better babe though. Yeah. And then she got fat. And she No, that's a problem, you know, if you want to get overweight then you can, that's completely up to you. But... <laughs> yeah, you're overweight will still find you sexy. <laughs> She Alex keeps going up in the corner of uh, like clickbait articles saying uh, uh, actors you didn't know have died, but I think it's just bullshit because I don't think she's dead. It's not, they usually do it, they go, you'll never believe which one of these actors is gay, and they'll show you an actor that's not gay, and you click it, and he's not in it. Aye, right, he's not the picture that they've used is even in the article. I fucking hate clickbait. Uh, right. Our news, Robin Hardy, director of The Wicker Man, uh, died the other day, oh, aged sad. 86. He also directed 2011's The Wicker Tree, which is meant to be a sequel. I've not seen it. He was wanting to do a third one. Kind of honour Christopher Lee. Obviously, I doubt that'll happen now. But unless somebody takes it on and like an honour of the both of them, maybe. That's a shame. And we never actually mentioned last week that Anton Yelchin died, which I'm both quite sad about because we both like him in various different films. For me, and I said it on our groups and stuff when we posted this up. It was um, the movie Hearts in Atlantis. I first seen him in when he was proper young. I think he even won an award for it. He starred alongside Anthony Hopkins. And uh, it's a Stephen King movie. If you've not seen it, it's not a scary one, but I recommend you see it. It's, it's kind of it's weird and trippy, but it's good. Um, and there's a quote for the book that didn't make it the movie, but I'm going to get tattooed on myself underneath my Stephen King tattoo. Oh, yeah. And it's I'll try and get this right because it's not it's not particularly short. Bobby didn't like the world much after a really good movie. In any case, for a little while, it felt like an unfair joke, full of people with dull eyes, small plans, and facial blemishes. He sometimes thought if the world had a plot, it would be so much better. And I just thought that movie, that quote was was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because when you commit a movie, they've all got they've all got reasons for being there. Your main cast have all got reasons for being there. You know, you just got a turn around, you've got a story, and you come to your conclusion. You get out in the world, everything's just yeah. and that's that's and there's nothing else to it. But uh, yeah, it was completely sad that um, Anton Yelchin passed at yeah. a young age, and a completely freak accident as well. Man. Apparently, Jeep had recalled <coughs> some like. 10,000 to 100,000 vehicles for the handbrake letting go after they parked so there was going to probably be a massive big yeah. payout because there's obviously been a problem but rest in peace Anton Yelchin and Robin Hardy other news Screen Factory have announced they're giving 1976 Carrie another Stephen King uh, the special treatment and releasing it on Blu-ray hmm. with a new 4K scan of the film and over 3 hours of bonus material should be interesting what's the name of it? Well, I'm not about it in Blu-ray, I don't know. Hmm. I don't it's own it, good, so I might. It's a good film, but... Yeah, it actually scared me. See that whole scene of her face at the end when she's making everything happen at the prom? That was yeah. that was scary. Oh, and the hand coming out the grave at the end. That's yeah. classic trope now. Yep. So, um, other news I've got. Uh, there's a movie um, that's going into production, or it's it's a Kickstarter started. It's called Clown Motel. And we've shared a couple of the things on Twitter about this. It's about a guy uh, called uh, Joe Kelly, Joseph Kelly. He's he's created this Kickstarter. You can get him on Twitter, and it's at a Joe Kelly film, or one word. I mean, they're raising five thousand. I don't know if it's. I think it's just going to be finishing touches to this that movie, yeah, stuff, and stuff yeah. that they need to get this movie out. But the perks are brilliant, and they're not that expensive for what you're expecting. I mean, you're only looking at twelve dollars a DVD or fifteen dollars to get a Blu-ray, which is which is pretty which is pretty good. And uh, watch the proofy concept trailer that's up there. The clown looks kind of terrifying in the still shot that's on it. Uh, Joe actually messaged we might be hearing more from him later on when the movie's kind of ready to come out so uh, I suggest you all kind of check that out and kickstart you will see it on our Twitter we've shared it have a look and can't think of anything more terrifying than a clown motel <laughs> I know see like you say like, part of that proof of concept is the car breaks down and the, like, there's a motel up there and they see it and I think one of the actors is actually like, saying oh for fuck's sake oh, like, I just like, lie, just, lie in the back of the car and cry you just would not go in you'd just be like no I'll just keep walking yeah. the next motel is 25 miles away that's cool I'm, yeah. I'm good yeah, I've got my special walking boots today mate <laughs> I started jogging <laughs> uh, so and a creepy corner In a fitting creepy corner, today we'll be telling you all the chilling ghostly tale of Frederick Zozabi, a Czech clown and acrobat who went under the performer name Zozabi, while he worked with travelling circuses of the Edwardian era. Zozabi's trademark was his naturally long and pointed nose, which he exaggerated with putty and red paint. He wore a deep red or maroon one-piece silk suit with three enlarged buttons in the front. A pointed hat completed this clown's look. Frederick moved from Czechoslovakia to Liverpool in the 1900s to pursue his dreams of being a clown. 
I presume I just dream of being a clown by getting drunk and making an ass of myself on a weekly basis. It's true. Yeah. Lauren thinks I'm a clown. <laughs> Lauren does not think I'm funny. <laughs> Lauren is correct. <laughs> in the 1950s, Frederick ended his own life. He committed suicide in the home he lived in in Liverpool. I think it was because they offered him an office job. <laughs> Accounts? <laughs> From that day till this, the ghost of this clown has been seen in certain areas of Liverpool where Frederick Zozabee committed suicide. He seems to have had a penchant for waking children in the dead of night and blocking off the escape route by standing in the doorway of the bedroom as he rose with laughter and points at his petrified prey. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> well done, mate. Terrifying. <laughs> A sweet smell, which has been identified as embalming fluid, is always present when Zozabe puts in an appearance, and sometimes a green aura has been seen around the creepy clown. In December 2002, two boys, Thomas, age 13, and his 10-year-old brother, Aaron, were awakened in their bunks one morning at 3am by the sounds of echoing laughter. Thomas looked down from the top bunk bed and saw a strange, partially transparent man dressed as a clown in a maroon one-piece suit sporting three large buttons. We all know who loves this ensemble. On his head, the spectral clown wore a cone-shaped hat, but what stood out the most about this apparition was the grotesque and heavily painted face of the clown. He had large black gaping holes for eye sockets, and his nose was crooked, red, and as pointed as a carrot. All around the ghost there was a shimmering curtain of green phosphorus light. The clown held his left white-gloved hand on his pot belly, and the other hand pointed at the trembling boys as the clown rocked back and forth, his laughter echoing as if he was in a cave. No exit. Creepy clown. Is there anything more terrifying? Mm, your girlfriend being late. Way. <laughs> 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 the boys couldn't make an immediate dash for the room because the ghost was standing in front of the door. Aaron screamed for his mother, but his pleas for help just echoed back at him, as if bouncing off the aura of the ghostly visitor. Thomas slowly climbed down from his bunk and comforted his sobbing young brother. At this point, the boys could both smell the sickly sweet stifling aroma that was filling the room. And it's well known that a clown becomes aroused, he seeps sweet aromas from his clown penis. Never heard anything <laughs> no. more horrifying than that sentence. You know, I'm going to be tossing and turning all night thinking that I'm smelling the sweet aroma of a decrepit <laughs> clown penis. Thomas tried shouting for his parents at the top of his voice, but for some mysterious reason, his mum and father never heard the cries. That's what my parents used to say to me all the time. And no GC in the middle of the night either, whatever asked Eton. Can I have a drink? Can I get this toy? Can you come and see my band? <laughs> Still happens. It does, my parents never came to see our band. <laughs> Ever. Oh, it's a sad day. The point in those clowns suddenly stopped laughing and wore a horrible, serious expression on his paint plastered face. He pointed to the boys and then curled his index finger in a beckoning gesture. But Thomas and Aaron didn't fancy approaching the clown to see what he wanted. Well done, Thomas and Aaron. Who would, unless he offered sweets or orgasms? <laughs> Scotch wrote this creepy corner out and I'd like to just say now that if a clown offered me sweets or orgasms You would take I, both of them? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Instead Thomas grabbed Aaron by that See every time I read that I'm sorry Every time I read Aaron I've watched that, that sketch with him and I keep wanting to say it, it's Aaron <laughs> Every time What sketch is that? Have you not seen it when the guys that, I, I don't even know where it's from and he's reading out the um, the school the register yeah. he's like do we have a D-nice D-nice, where are you? He's like, it's pronounced Denise. Oh, if anyone more of you's got some crazy ass pronounced name, I'm gonna go crazy. He's like, where's A Aaron? He's like, and it's like Prince Aaron. Instead, Thomas grabbed Aaron by the hand, then sprinted from the bed, dragging his hysterical brother with him. And they came within inches of the demonic clown, who roared out an unintelligible word as they brushed past, and he tried to grab the collars of the boys. Little Aaron felt the large pink, fluffy button of the clown's outfit brush against his face as he lunged past. The children escaped from the bedroom and burst into their parents' room, where Thomas stammered out his account of the scary and outlandish-looking intruder. The parents naturally believed that a real flesh and blood burglar, possibly even a pervert pedo, was in the house. But although they could find no physical evidence of any intruder, the mother and father both detected the sweet, sharp smell in the boys' bedroom. How did they know what the clown's penis smelled like? <laughs> he left his remnants. <laughs> this sweet smell was present when the phantom clown appeared in the same house nearly 50 years before. On that occasion, two boys, again brothers, awoke in their beds in the early hours of the morning to see a man with a skeletal face and long red pointed nose laughing in the doorway of their bedroom. He rocked back and forth laughing and pointing at the brothers just as he did in 2002. And on this occasion, the two boys made a dash from the room and their parents went in search of the clown but came upon nothing in the children's bedroom except a sweet smell that made them feel nauseous. A fucking terrifying story. <laughs> Not long after this incident, the father of the young boys died and was laid in an open coffin. The same sweet smell which had hung around the ghostly clown was now evident in the vicinity of the coffin, and the smell was embalming fluid. 
Frederick Sue's Abbey lived in the house which was ghost now haunts. But unlike most ghosts, the clown's supernatural presence is somehow able to get around, for Zosa Bay has been seen in the houses of neighbouring streets. In October 2010, a 40-year-old woman named Kelly moved into a terraced house just three doors from the house where Zosa Bay lived and died over 100 years ago. Kelly had no idea who Zosa Bay was, and when she moved into her house, she set about decorating the living room first. On the third night of the house, Kelly went to bed earlier than she normally did, because she'd been left exhausted after scraping the old wallpaper from the tall walls of the living room. Just as Kelly was about to drift off into the realms of sleep, she felt the mattress of her new king-size bed start to shake. I wonder what could be making me bed shake. I haven't had a man near my sleeping quarters in over 20 years. She slowly turned around, and there, in the semi-darkness, she saw that a man was lying next to her, on top of the duvet, with his head in the pillow. He was facing away from her, towards the bedroom door. As she froze with fear, the woman saw the man had on a cone-shaped hat with rounded tip, and she could also see that the stranger was wearing a ruffled white silk collar and a purplish suit. The man was shaking, his shoulders bouncing, giving off the strong impression that he was attempting to stifle his laughter, and Kelly did not wish to wait to hear the punchline. Can you imagine, like, just like, she's like... I'm not going to imagine it, because it's terrifying. Kelly rode sideways out of the bed and fell onto the floor. She got to her feet and ran out of the bedroom and down the stairs, where she turned on the hall light before unlocking the front door. She opened the door and stood in the, sto- uh, stood in the stoop, barefooted in her pyjamas in the chill October night, staring t- back into the horror at the top of the stairs. She thought she saw the shadow of the man who had lain menacingly on her bed gliding along the landing for a moment, but he never materialised. On the fourth night of the house, Kelly slept with a Bible in her bedside cabinet. That's not going to help you, Kelly. The clowns don't recognise religion. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's true. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Organised religion, clowns, don't mix. But she awoke at around 4am to a sweet overpowering scent that made her feel quite ill, and she had to get up and open the windows to air the room. To this day, Kelly has had no further supernatural experiences at the house and now has a Bible in every room, just in case. This, uh, this story was found on a few websites, but trying to research any truth to the tale seems fruitless. There's no like available Wikipedia, which is not gospel truth, I know, that, that gives you any kind of truthful account of Frederick Zosabi, the, the guy who portrayed this clown. And there's only two or three variations of this story uh, of the brothers seems to exist, and they're all very similar. To me, in my expert opinion of calling bullshit to internet stories, I'm calling bullshit. Searching for a creepy clown story on the internet brings up a plethora of untrue folk and campfire tales, each more outlandish than the next. Apart from one story. But we'll get into that in episode 25. (laughs) And that's probably when we should mention that we're going to um, do a serial killer series, almost. We're going to take episodes 25 to 30. We're going to focus on uh, different serial killers and we're going to watch the movie about their life or their their killing life and um, there'll be a bit of discussion. Any any movies influenced by the prolific demons Demons, inside the killers and a brief history. History. We'll have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, so must go to Unlike the victims of the serial killers. (laughs) They did not have fun with it. Well, you never know, they might have enjoyed themselves up until a certain point. Mm. <laughs> and now's probably as good a time as any to reveal that on Tuesday the 19th of July we have a nice other little surprise in store for you. We are going to give another go at our alternate commentary because this is episode 20. Um, but what we're going to do is a little bit different. Uh, we've seen a bunch of people do live tweets and, uh, and whatnot um, of different movies as they watch them. We thought that's an interesting idea. We also seen uh, a, 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 some other people use a streaming service called Camcord. So what we're going to do is we're going to record our alternate, alternate commentary, but at the time we're going to record it, we're going to live stream ourselves sitting in the house, getting pished and watching this this movie. So we will. So what we encourage you to do, if you want to join in, is download the free app. It's called Camcord with a K, and you just use a username and password, and that sets up. You don't need to sign up any bullshit. You just that's all you need to do. Then we'll give you the link for you'll open up. You'll see us sitting. There's a chat room underneath it. You can chat away us and tell us how stupid we are, how how sexy we look, and whatever else. And uh, we'll probably encourage you to help us play a drinking game. In which case, you'll get to see us get fucking wrecked right in front of your eyes. And we think that will be a fun It'll thing for everybody to get involved and in. People can live tweet and live do everything. Yep, live tweet. We'll, we'll we'll create a hashtag that's that's short and fits to what we're doing, and we can all kind of sit and chat and watch the movie together. Um, we'll announce the movie beforehand, so you can also find it somewhere yep, and we, watch it along with us we'll spam you to death with like a kind of Facebook event and Twitter shit so you'll be sick to death of it but you'll know what's happening and we'll do it um, late enough for it to be um, able for everybody no matter what side of the world you're on it will, it will be a kind of decent time for you to be able to drink in. and 
breaking news that there's a good chance I will not be wearing any pants <laughs> throughout the whole thing. If we get enough people to, to say they're definitely going to, to come and uh, join in with this, then Liam will do it with uh, no pants on. I'll do, well, in my boxers. No, no American pants. No American pants. pants. <laughs> but in my underwear. Yeah. I'm, I'll happily stick to that. Sweet. If we can get 100 people watching it, I'll do it in my boxers. Right, if we can get 100 people logged into the camcorder when this happens, Liam will take his trousers off and sit in his pants. I might even take them off kind of sexually to it. No, I probably won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually getting, I'm getting sweaty and <laughs> I'm getting sweaty and worried. Yeah. Uh, but if we get 100 people, I'll do it in my boxers. Sweet. Cool. So look out for that. If you enjoyed this episode, get in touch with us at the usual places, interact with us. In fact, I'm actually going to be a bit of a dickhead here. If you're listening right now, take time to go on iTunes give us a five star review and leave a sentence, two sentences, a paragraph, just a review about how we are the tits. You can get us, uh, if you want to email us and tell us how brilliant we are there as well, you can email us at scottandliam at hotmail.com. We would love to read um, everything you have to say about us. We enjoy reading the emails we're getting so far, so just keep them coming. Um, you can get us on Twitter, at uh, Scott and Liam Versus, and you can get us on Facebook, the page and the group. You just search the both, the same thing, Scott and Liam Versus Evil, and we, you'll find us there. So, we'll see you guys next week. All right, yoga pose. What the fuck is that? <laughs> It's just, you know, be good to yourself. You know, some people say YOLO, you only live once, so... Yoga plus. You only get one piece of skin. (laughs) 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 I watched Joey Essex last night, that's what he says. (laughs) Bye.